Hey, this is Jesse Canton. Man, I am so glad that you took the time to download this podcast. Listen, it's getting ready to be a blessing to you. It is power packed full of wisdom. Listen, as you hear this episode and you maybe you want to be a blessing to this podcast, well, you can hit me up on Cash App. Type in Jesse E. Canty, J-S-S-E, the letter E, C-A-N-T-Y, with the dollar sign, of course. And you can be a blessing. Anything you give will be appreciated. I thank you, and I pray that nothing but God's blessings and his best be upon you. Take care. Hey, this is Jesse Canty with another episode of How Bad Do You Want It? Listen to this. Have you ever encountered someone that was always up in your face trying to point out the two things that's wrong with you while overlooking the 10 things that's wrong with them. Ain't that something? (laughs) Listen, the Bible says, why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but you fail to notice the beam in your own? Well, man, I think this word is being talked about. And I want to entitle this one, The Man in the Mirror. Let's go. Yeah, man. Man of From the pulpit to the podcast, from the pulpit to the podcast, to the podcast, yeah. Jesse Canty, pursuing my destiny, pursuing my destiny, yeah. Tell me, how bad do you want it? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of How Bad Do You Want It? Man, I'm so excited to be on this episode. This is episode number 211, and yes, I got something to say, so let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to come and have this discussion uh, with your people, Father. I pray that you uh, lead me and guide me what to say, God, and allow us to benefit in some type of way from your word and even this podcast. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Listen here. Today, there later on this morning, I will be having my sh- uh, shoulder surgery. So keep me in prayer. Keep me in prayer. And again, I'm only telling you this because I'm pretty sure I haven't never had my shoulder operated on. But from what I hear, I may be down in some pain for a few weeks. So if you don't hear from me or uh, I want to encourage you to do this, don't forget about how bad do you want it? I got 211 episodes under my belt. I'm pretty sure you haven't heard every one of them. Go check out some things in my uh, in my uh, library and see what you think about it and let it bless your spirit. I'm sure it will. All right. We're going to deal with the man in the mirror. Now, let's, let's get the elephant, pink elephant out the room. And as this is here, that we all know that this song, this title here was inspired by Michael Jackson. A song, he didn't write the song according to Wikipedia. You can't trust that always, but he didn't write the song, but he did sing the song. He did make the song famous uh, in 1988. Uh, yeah, and he released it in 1988, recorded in 1987. Um, and it's a powerful song because the song has uh, a, a great message to it. And when you begin to really read the lyrics, I mean, he was he was known to do several songs that would be beneficial and had a powerful, uh, uh, positive message message to the society. And what the man in the mirror uh, basically was talking about, he starts off saying, I'm starting with the man where the hook says, I'm starting with the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways and no message could have been any clearer 
If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and make a change. And I like this, but that, that song, uh, because the message behind it is saying that if you want to make this world a better place, then what you first have to do is focus on your own flaws. Now that right there is powerful because I'm telling you, man, that song was used as therapy throughout rehabilitation centers and uh, to drug addicts and alcoholics all over the world. It was so powerful. Like Mahati, uh, got Mahati, I mean, I'm saying right. Gandhi would say, be the change you want to see in the world. So if you want to see the world, if you want to see some change in the world, then you have to first be the change. Uh, the meaning behind the whole song, it opens up with a decision, uh, a decision being taken to make a change. And that moment when you are so fed up that you finally decide enough is enough, you should be able to take the decision like this in your life, put yourself in the position to do so by analyzing the results from your own life, what you are getting out of your own life before you try to worry about changing the society or the community as a whole. Now, I just said something now. Now we get ready to step into something. The whole point behind this message and that song title is that you have to look in the mirror and deal with you. As I opened up and said that, have you ever experienced somebody that was always focused on your flaws that could point out all the things that's wrong with you? But the same time, they're talking about something that's small or something that's lesser that's containing pertaining to you. They're overlooking the major atrocities that pertains to their own selves. I mean, everybody, I believe at some point in time, have seen people that could always give you advice about something that that's small in your life, but they have failed to overlook the major flaws in their own. And this is so powerful. This is why we say the man in the mirror. When you look in the mirror, you are looking back at yourself. A fun fact is this. Don't you know everybody else sees you more than you see you? That is true. Everybody else sees you more than you see you. And what that tendency, what that has a tendency to lead to is that you can see, since you're looking at everybody else more than you're looking at yourself, that tends to ignore the flaws or the issues that you have within you and you tend to only see it in everybody else. And whenever you're around somebody like that, I don't even like talking to people like that because when you do that, when you talk to people like that, they always have the answer for somebody else, but they never, never even consider the jacked up issues that they got concerning themselves. I'm going to tell you what the Bible says about it. The Bible says in Luke chapter six, verse 41 and 42, it says, and I'm going to read this in another version in a minute. It says, why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but you fail to notice the beam in your own eye? Watch this. I want to read that. And I'm going to uh, in the, the, the passion translation. It says, verse 41, why do you focus on the flaw in someone else's life? And you fail to notice the glaring flaws in your own life. Another version say, why are you uh, focusing on the moat? I think that's a King James right there. 
in your eye. I mean, in, in, in someone else's eye, the moat also means a twig. Uh, then it says, but you failing to see the beam in the King James and another version says the log in your own eye. You see everybody else's problem, but you don't see your problems. Did you hear what I said? That person see everybody else's problem, but you can't see your own problems. Verse 42 says, how can you say, brother, let me take the speck out of your own eye while you fail by yourself, fail to see the beam in your own eye. Listen to what the Bible calls them. You hypocrite. A hypocrite. He says you are a hypocrite when you can try to fix everybody else's issues and fail to deal with your own. That's powerful now. He says, this is what you need to do. You need to first take the beam out of your own eye. Then you will see clearly to remove the speck out of your brother's eye. Let's read that in the Passion Translation. How can you say to your friend here, let me show you where you're wrong when you are guilty of even more than he is. You are overly critical, splitting hairs and being a hypocrite. You must acknowledge your own blind spots and deal with them before you be able to deal with the blind spots of your friend. Man, I'm so glad the Bible speak the truth when nobody else wants to, because that's this is stuff that you be wanting to tell others. And I'm not sitting here trying to be fleshy, overly fleshly, or neither with the scripture, but it's still it's still written in the Bible that you will encounter people that are always. You ever seen somebody that that? And this is not being crude or ugly, but I'm just using the illustration, and it has been true. They don't have a pot to piss in or a window to throw throw it out of. But you busting your tail, trying to make things do what it do, trying to accomplish something. They step on something that you have, step into what you have and start to criticize everything that you have or what's not right in your house and what's not right here, what's not right in your relationship and can't get a relationship on their own. Don't have a place to call their own. Don't have half the stuff that you have, but they got all kind of opinions about you. Why am I talking about it? Because if you're not aware of this hypocritical spirit, according to the scripture, it can discourage you. It can frustrate you. It can make, it has made people, many people give up on life, give up on progressing in life, give up on trying to have something, give up on trying to be a child of God because they, they always position. They always have somebody that's up in their face trying to show them what they don't have right or what they don't have going on in their life when the person that's talking the talk ain't walking the walk themselves. And the Bible speaks about it. So since the Bible speaks about it, we have the right to speak about it. He calls it a log. What does it mean to take the log out of your own eye? Now, before we talk about the log, he says that you have a, you see a speck in your brother's eye. What does a speck in your eye mean? It has a dual meaning. First, you're attacking, it's attacking the hypocrisy of those who criticize others while ignoring their own much larger flaws. It's a metaphor. 
it's a metaphor that's saying you're blind trying to trying to uh, help somebody else. When you need to focus on that thing, that log that's in your own eye, it tells us that you got, in other words, you got more obvious sins or issues in your own life. And I think if all of us took this medicine, our entire community and society would be much better. You know, you got those who spend their time looking for faults in others <laughs> instead of looking to correct their own issues. See, we can notice faults in others and easily forget our own. Listen, there's a saying also that says, blessed is the person who is so busy fixing their own faults that he doesn't have the time to look at the faults of other people. I mean, <laughs> man, I got to go old school on this one. Some of y'all are not going to know this old gospel group called by the name of William Brothers. Boy, they had a song and it went a little something like this. Sweep around your own front door before you try to sweep around mine. <laughs> That's the song they came up with. You trying to sweep around my front door and got paper and beer cans and crack pipes and debt papers all on your porch and you over here trying to sweep around my front door. Let me say it again. Sweep around your own front door before you try to sweep around mine. The advice you giving, how about taking yourself first? See, the scripture will see him have you point out and says, and I love the way it says it. It says you hypocrite. Hypocrite basically means you're an actor. You're pretending that you got it going on to the break of dawn and you toe up from the floor up yourself. <laughs> I hate breaking down that way, but that's just the way I'm expressing it right now. You got too many issues. So let's let's deal with now after explaining this. Let's let's talk for a few minutes. How do we deal with it? First, let me talk to the individual that always see everybody else's flaws. First, you have to understand understand that is um that is wrong. That is an issue that you got to deal with. It is a character flaw. If you're always looking at somebody else's relationships, uh, status of their home or whatever the situation could be, and you always can point out and lean over and tell somebody else about somebody else's issue. It is something that you can fix, though. Instead of seeing everybody when you see because we do see I'm not going to like we don't see other people's or what we think is other people uh, flaws and we see them. But when you see somebody else's flaw, this is how you deal with it. So you don't become the hypocrite or the person who always trying to fix somebody else's, remove somebody else's speck or twig. And you got a log or a beam in your own eye. The first thing you need to do when you see somebody else's issue is consider your own issue. When I see somebody, let's use, for example, let me see, it was something recently my wife and I was talking about. And I saw, I can't remember what it was. Maybe the Lord don't want me to bring it up. It was a certain issue we was talking about somebody had. And my wife know my flow. 
Whenever we talk about somebody issue that Delta messed up, before it's over with, I'm going to say, well, well, remember, babe, we didn't have it together always either. And we ain't got it all the way together now. We're better than we were. Or remember this area right here that we got messed up. That may not be our issue, what we what that person dealing with, but we got this issue over here to deal. You know, I always do that. I believe it's wise. Even if a person that, you, let's be real now. I know we're you know, supposed to love everybody, but I know we don't like a whole bunch of people. <laughs> Even if it's somebody I really don't care for too much. And you know, when it's people like that, we all can pile on them. We can see nothing but wrong they do. But I find myself still balancing out the way I see that person's issues by bringing up and reminding myself of my past issues and sometimes even my present issues. Now, I said that because don't act like you don't have something. And my God, if anything run people away from church, it's the perfect people who can speak in tongue, but can cuss on the side, but won't let you know anything. <laughs> they are like, they have no issues. We, we don't have to go broadcasting all of our issues, but we got to keep ourselves humble. So when we see somebody else's problems or flaws, remember your past flaws or even your present flaws, because everybody got them. Everybody has something that you're working on right now. Have you ever dressed yourself? Maybe had on some socks that wasn't new. If you catch my drift, <laughs> maybe had on a shirt that had a hole in it, a undershirt, or maybe you had a belt that was messed up, but your shirt was going to cover it. When you stepped out your front door, people saw the best part of you. And they did not see the jacked up part that you had covered. Come on now. That's everybody. So how can you be with all this? We got covered, but yet we go out of our homes and start critiquing or criticizing everybody else's flaws in that area, but not exposing our own. Okay, that didn't get you. Maybe this one will. Have you ever been the one that was doing the chastising to the child? Or maybe you was the child that the parent uh, 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 chastised. My mother, man, my mother would come in there and boy, she get the switch. And I know you don't supposed to do all that today, but anyway, that's a whole different podcast. But she would get the switch and she would come in and she would whip us, man. And she would she whip us. You know, she talked to did I not? tell you to make your bed before you go to school <laughs> before you leave this house make your bed up I mean we be getting whooping while she talking to us you know stay with us we'll be right back hey thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast God has blessed us to have listeners all around the world and I thought to myself I said maybe there's somebody that wants you to have a prayer request that wants you to pray with them concerning anything your family or whatever it is if that's be so listen drop me an email at jessecantypodcast at yahoo.com j-e-s-s-e-c-a-n-t-y podcast at yahoo.com I would love to hear from you I love to pray with you and I want you to have a blessed day So we get them whooping, man, and going to miss, ma'am, and we make that bed up. Then all of a sudden, we got to run in her room about an hour later to go get something. 
Ja, be it ain't me. <laughs> no, I ain't picking at my mama because I love my mama and I don't want to make a man listening to this. But how many of us have ever chastised, spoke ill, spoke uh, harshly to somebody else about something that you yourself was guilty of? After he calls him hypocrite, this is what I love the most. He see, see, some of us will take this message and say, that's right. Mind your business and leave everybody else alone. That's not what the scripture said. Let me say this slowly. That is not what the scripture said. It says, first, take the beam out of your own eye. It never commands us to not correct others. It says, first. You know, whenever there's a first, there's always going to be a second. First, take the beam out your own eye, get your own issues in alignment, remove that flaw or that beam out of your own eye. And then secondly, you will see clearly to remove or help remove the speck from your brother's eye. See, that's powerful there. See, this is why we need to explain stuff the right way. It is not telling you to mind your own business. Now, I'm okay. I'm for my, hold on, let me correct. I'm for minding your own business, but I'm talking about in this context. It is not telling the, 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 the believer uh, to never try to correct somebody with their issues and their flaws. It's telling you don't come to them pointing out their issue when you got 10 of them in your own eye. Because now you're a hypocrite and can correct somebody else, but you can't correct your doggone self. It starts with us. Now, this right here should be something that I hope, because it's doing it with me right now, it triggers me to start to think and focus and say, Lord, reveal to me the areas that I have been overlooking. Because how can you see clearly enough to remove somebody else's issue if you got more bigger issues in your eye? And watch this now. He says, look, he says, you can first see the, 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 the beam in your own eye. Nobody can see the beam or the flaws in your own eyes unless you ready for this. Nobody can see the beam in their own eye, the flaws in their own eyes, their issue that's in their own eye, unless you first look in the mirror. You can't do it unless you look in the mirror. We're talking about naturally which will lead to a spiritual interpretation. You can't remove nothing out your own eye unless you look in the mirror because it's something about the eye that's pointed out can see everybody else, but you can't see your own self unless you stand in front of a mirror. The Bible talks about and use the illustration as when you read the word of God, it will reveal unto you your own flaws or sins. It talks about it's like a man that's standing before a mirror. And when he leaves the mirror, he forgets what he beheld and what he saw. So therefore, if you really want to find your flaws, 
You don't have to run to your kinfolk. You don't have to run to your counselor unless your counselor is the word of God. The word of God will reveal to you because not only it will give you sentences and lines and precepts and, 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 and statements, etc., but it has the spirit of God with it that will speak to you, that will humble you, that will show you the areas that you got jacked up in your own life. And when you read your Bible, don't read your Bible looking out with glasses. Read your Bible standing in front of a, a, a figure of a mirror and say, Lord, show me me. And when you show me me, I pray, God, that you will deal with me. And I pray, God, that you will make me humble enough to receive the correction. Now, let me deal with that last part. And then I'm going to I'm going to let you go, man. I'm going to show you another reason why it's, it's, it's not saying that we don't have the right to go and correct people. It's saying make sure what you're trying to correct somebody on. I'm going to say this again. What you try to correct somebody on, make sure you yourself is not guilty of it. Let me take you somewhere and I'm going to let you go out to this. One of my favorite places, which is 2 Samuel chapter 12. Listen here. This is the story where Nathan, the prophet, came to correct David after David slept with Bathsheba and had Bathsheba's husband, Uriah, killed. Got Bathsheba pregnant, covered it up, and all of a sudden David thought he got away with it. David had a beam in his own eye. God didn't leave David by himself. God sent Nathan to him. He could send Nathan because Nathan could remove, Nathan could see clearly enough to remove the beam out of his own eye. So since he could see clearly enough to deal with his own issue, now the Lord could use him to deal with somebody else's. And the first thing in the second Samuel chapter 12, verse one, that really blesses my spirit. And I want y'all to hear this. I'm going to quote it. The Lord sent Nathan to David. Don't be going to people giving them your two cent of advice if the Lord didn't send you. If the Lord didn't send you, then don't say nothing. If Lord didn't tell you to go talk to him, then pray to God for him. The Lord sent Nathan. Nathan didn't just say, you know what? I see that issue. I'm going to go over there and talk to him. I don't let people just push me into talking to somebody about some issues because it's on your heart. I'm going to take time and go to God and see what the Lord lead me to do. Let me say this real quickly. The Lord sent Nathan to David. Nathan went to him and Nathan said something like this. He said, there was two men in the city. One of them was rich and the other man was poor. He said the rich man had a lot of sheep and a lot of cattle now. The rich man did. He said the poor man had nothing except a, a, a female lamb. One female lamb. That's what the poor man had. That poor man fed that lamb. That poor man grew up. Uh, that, that lamb grew up with that poor man and his children. That, that lamb ate from the poor man's food and drank from the poor man's cup. That one lamb slept on the poor man's chest. That lamb was like a daughter to that poor man. But the traveler, but then a traveler came to the rich man's house. 
And the rich man wanted to give that traveler some food, but he didn't want to take from his own thousands of sheep or cattle he had. Nah, the rich man took the lamb from the poor man and cooked it for his visitor. Man, when Nathan told David this right here, the Bible says something like this. It says David became angry. David got hot with that rich man. And he said, Nathan, as the Lord lives, the man who did this should die. How could he do something like this? He must pay four times the price of that one lamb because he did a terrible thing. And the man had no mercy because the poor man only had a lamb. Then Nathan said to David, you, bruh, <laughs> you are the rich man. Do you hear what I'm saying? The Lord sent Nathan to David to help to correct a sin, a flaw, an issue in his life. And the way Nathan did it was he told us parable. He told a story and he painted a picture and he calls David to see himself. The whole moral and Jesus quoted this in the New Testament. Alluded to it now. The story that if we want to make this world a better place, then take a look at yourself and start with the man in the mirror. Be blessed. Hey, business owners, this is Rashad Brown with SwipeFast, located in Columbia, South Carolina. We are excited to be partnering with Jesse E. Canty in the How Bad Do You Want It podcast. Since 2017, SwipeFast has been helping business owners like you save up to 99% in their debit and credit card processing fees. So if you process business to business or business to consumer payments, we have solutions that will meet your needs and would love to hear from you. You can reach us at SwipeFast.com forward slash save. That's swipe, spelled with the Y, or contact us at 1-800-597-0713. Don't forget to let us know that Jesse E. Canty sent you. Have a blessed day.